You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. What's up, you guys are listening to a Velvet's Edge podcast. I am here with Melody Godfred, who is the founder of Fred and Far. Hi, Melody. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to have you. I'm so excited to chat with you. It's great to be here. I've actually been following you for over a year now, which um, I found you on Instagram because you started this company that just promotes self-love and it's kind of all based around the self-love movement. Can you tell um, the listeners a little bit about Fred and Far? Sure. So Fred and Far is a self-love movement that's powered by the self-love pinky ring. And the story behind the ring is in 2015, I had reached every milestone that I had set out to accomplish in you know, my early life. I went to school. I became a lawyer. I had twins, which was amazing. I got married. I had a home. And even though reaching every goal I had set, I wasn't happy. And that was very jarring for me because I had always thought if I do everything I'm supposed to do, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is happiness. And what I realized is that in pursuit of all of those goals, I ended up losing sight of who I am, my authentic self. I stopped taking care of myself because I was constantly in service to others, whether they were clients or my kids or friends, and I felt very lost. So I needed a daily reminder to practice self-love and self-care. And jewelry was something that I always used to commemorate milestones. So I thought, what if I create a ring with the singular intention of being a reminder of my commitment to myself? And I'll wear it on a ring, on a finger. I've never worn a ring on before. And every day it would be my way of making sure that I was as important in my own life as everyone and everything else was. And that's really how it started. It started from a very personal need. 
And when I saw that it worked for me, I thought it might help other women as well. And even though I had no experience in jewelry, I I knew that if I got this message out, I would be able to help women. And that's where we got started um, back in 2016. I love that so much. I have to tell you, I was reading your bio on fredandfar.com. And when you said the part about that your life, you had hit all of these milestones and you knew you were married, you were successful, you had kids, which I think everyone thinks, just like you said, if I get these things, then I will be happy. And yes. I was reading that and I started crying. <laughs> I was like, it's, it obviously really resonated with me today, but, but I feel like that is so true, especially in our society, because we're such a society of doers right now. And just thinking if we reach these milestones, we're going to find our happiness. And that has not been true for my life either. So I really found that fascinating. And I think it's, there's a lot of pressure put on women, especially to achieve certain labels in order to qualify their worth. 100%. You know, even the process of getting married, you know, the man decides, the man proposes, Mm -hmm. the man puts a ring on you to signify that you belong to him. Um, and I think that that puts a lot of pressure on women, either married women who realize they're not completely fulfilled just because they achieved the wife label. And then other women who either don't want to get married or who haven't found the right person yet. Um, and so I really thought that by using a ring, we could kind of reclaim this idea that our worth is tied up in this idea of belonging. And if it's going to be tied up in that, why not belong to ourselves? Right. And when you say belong to yourself, like, can you talk a little more about that? Because like, what is your life? You said you were giving a lot in your life before you kind of had this epiphany. What did that look like? So I come from a long line of women who are queens of self-sacrifice. If there is an opportunity for me to martyr myself, um, to, and, in service to someone else, I would do it. That could mean responding to client emails at one o'clock in the morning, because that's when they emailed me. That could mean not letting my husband be a father because I thought I could do it better and trying to do everything by myself. That can mean not setting boundaries with friends who needed almost like a therapy type relationship Mm -hmm. where my needs weren't even part of the equation. I mean, in every aspect of my life, if there was a way for me to sacrifice myself to make someone else feel good, um, I would do it. And what's interesting now is um, being the founder of this movement and being the person behind the social media, I engage with women from all around the world on a daily basis. They tell me their stories. I follow every customer, everyone who I interact with on social media. I follow them so I can give them support. But I don't feel depleted anymore because I have boundaries and because I make sure that in any given day, instead of just taking care of other people, I'm also taking care of myself. That means taking time away from my phone. That means making sure I'm drinking water. That means taking a few minutes to journal, to clear my head or listen to music, which is something that ever since I was a child was the most therapeutic thing for me. I have found the things that I need in order to replenish my energy. And I think that exploratory period of figuring out what your needs actually are is the most powerful piece of self-love. Because most women, by the time you reach your mid-20s or 30s, 
you're very disconnected from the question of what makes you happy? What are your needs? Because you're so busy just doing, doing, doing. So creating that space to explore yourself and get to know yourself and then build a lifestyle that supports your needs. That's really the heart of what self-love is all about. I love that too, because I feel like you know, a lot of times, I don't know if it's as women or just as people in general, we're put into these boxes of what our lives should look like. And mm-hmm. it puts you so out of touch um, as far as like what your journey should be. You know, like for, for instance, my life looks a little different than other people because I'm 36 and I'm single. I'm not married. And that mm-hmm. has been a really this year, a really big thing for me to accept about myself and my journey because it was so beat into my head that. I should be by now, you know, and that just hasn't been the path that's worked out for me. Um, But yeah, so I think it's like, it's an interesting thought to think about getting to know yourself, getting to know what works for you and actually finding your own specific journey. Exactly. Um, Go ahead, go ahead. And it's different for everyone. And I think that's the most incredible thing is how unique each one of us are And what I always say is that, you know, each of us is one in approximately 8 billion. There is no one else like us. And what a gift that is to be able to contribute to the world in a way that no one else can. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, finding power in that uniqueness, I think, is really special as opposed to feeling left out or alienated because you didn't follow the herd. Right. So when you started Fred and Far, you said it was kind of by accident, right? You weren't setting out with the intention of starting a company. Right. There was no plan at the beginning to start a company. I already had a company. Um, I have a resume writing and career counseling company. So I was already busy working on that and helping people in that way. Um, But there was just something really transformative. And in less than a month of wearing the ring, I started doing things for myself that I hadn't done in like five years. Like what? What were you doing? So like simple things like, wow, I'm a really creative person. Why haven't I gone to a concert or gone to an art museum or explored Mm. culture in any capacity since I went to law school? Or I'm, you know, I grew up playing the piano for 15 years. There wasn't a day that went by that I didn't play the piano. And then, you know, in my house, I have a piano gathering dust you know, little things, things that I knew would reconnect me to the version of myself that existed before I thought that achieving was the most important thing in the world. Yeah, I read on your website something about um, it was talking, we were talking about who we are before we gather all this dust. So like who we are as kids. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. You know, one of the most informative experiences of my life was having twins. Because when you have twins, you get to experience two people born into exactly the same environment. And yet, as you get to know them, you realize that from birth, they are absolutely who they are. And regardless of what we give them, the environment we create for them, the nurture we give them, my daughters are night and day. And that was really what opened my eyes to the idea that we are born who we are. I mean, we are fully formed. And what comes from that point forward is a lot of cultural conditioning, you know, the pain and trauma of being a teenager, all the responsibility that comes as we go into adulthood and all of these external things that happen end up, as you, as you mentioned, 
putting a layer of dust on that true self, that essence, that authentic being that is born into the world, feeling perfectly whole in all of our, you know, good parts and bad parts and whoever we are, we accept it when we're born. And then we go through this period of forgetting. And so Mm. I think what's really incredible is as you get to know yourself, you get to revisit those experiences that maybe added dust on around your authentic self and heal yourself and reclaim yourself and go back to that person you were when you were born. Um, and that journey is different for every person, but as I've noticed, you know, yesterday we started a self-love challenge on our Instagram page and the the first day of the challenge is about authenticity and rediscovering that authentic self. And we ask women to take a picture of their childhood and use it as their home, uh, home screen on their phones as a reminder of who they were before. And seeing these women's pictures and reading their stories, I've, I've been in tears for the past really? 24 hours. Yeah. I mean, I could cry right now when I think about, you know, that how a picture could just take you back. Oh, it's so and true. Take you back before anything happened mm-hmm. to you and reclaiming that person and becoming that person again. Um, And I think we can all do that. And my goal with this movement is to give women the tools to do that, because I know it's really easy and we get a lot of messaging, especially right now, that says, love yourself, take care of yourself. What I'm interested is answering the question of how. Me too, because I think that, you know, I think a lot of times people go, oh, I'm going to do self-care and it's like, oh, I'm going to go get a massage or it's like, and those all can be ways to do it, but it doesn't have to cost a million dollars. And there's like a deeper part of it too. The authenticity piece being a huge one. Yeah. Well, that's why I wrote the book, The ABCs of Self-Love, because I think that as you noted, it there is a lot of value in practicing self-care that involves like putting on a face mask or taking a bath. But I think the self-care that's going to heal you internally has more to do with evaluating your thoughts and experiences and deciding who you want to be as you move forward. So in the book, we talk about things like choosing happy thoughts because how you What happens to you isn't a choice, but how you think about it, how you perceive it, how you internalize it is up to you. So giving tools to open that door of, hey, I get to choose how I'm going to feel about something. I'm going to choose how I'm going to think about something. I'm going to set boundaries so that I protect myself. I'm going to question negativity when it surfaces. I'm going to know my narrative. I'm going to know my story so that I can find power in it instead of feeling like a victim. This is all, you know, self-care that involves working on your inner self. And once you do that, all the other self-care becomes like the cherry on top. Right, right, right. I think that um, the picture as a child is such an interesting thing because I, I know I've done that in therapy exercises before, but mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't talk about is, and it's something you've mentioned, I think it was either on your website or maybe in the beginning of the book that I read, but what happens throughout our life are all of those things. We do internalize all of that. So mm-hmm. if you're not addressing it, you're just reacting to it later, you know, as an adult. And so a lot of times I find I'll even find myself just operating out of fear in certain situations or um, something that's just such an old, an old wound that I just haven't 
you know, crossed that path or whatever or healed from. Mm -hmm. And so the childhood picture is interesting because like you said, it's before the dust. And I've actually looked when you, when I read about that, I looked up a picture of myself and it made me cry too. I don't know what that is, but yeah, I, I, I mean, like it's so, um, uh, cathartic, like yeah. it hits you really deeply to see the innocence. Maybe I'm not sure exactly. I haven't really tapped into what that's about yet, but it's really, really I think interesting. It is. I think it's that pure self. Yeah. Um, is there a reason that you've kind of angled Fred and far towards women? Do you think like there's a particular deficit of self-love in women or is it just people in general? You know, it was, it was my own experience. And so I was really meeting my own need. Yeah. And so when I thought about expanding it, I thought, you know, let's build this community for women who are all choosing themselves and choosing each other and being part of a community. I you know, don't think that men suffer as much of an identity loss as mm. they move forward in their lives because they're less likely to carry mental load. And that's scientific. Like when it comes to all the responsibilities of life that aren't clearly defined, it's women who step in and fill the gap and especially women who are mothers. Yeah. So in a household with, you know, kids, for example, even though a mother and a father might both be working parents. It's the mother who's worrying about the birthday presents, who's worrying about scheduling the repair people, who's taking on all the little intricacies that make life flow. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be married to see that women do that. Women do it in their friendships. They do it in their families. And that takes a huge toll if you're not practicing self-care and self-awareness. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Actually, you, the ring, which I should say, the ring is beautiful. I just Thank got you. one and I love it. I've been wearing it every day. Um, and it's a shape. It's like an inverted triangle, right? Yes. Why is that the emblem? So that's the emblem on the ring. It's also the symbol of our movements and our logo. The inverted triangle is an ancient symbol of the divine feminine. Hmm. And we wanted to use that energy because it's within all women and it's up to us to tap into it. And if you want to know why that's the symbol of the divine feminine, you just need to look down. It's part of <laughs> female anatomy. It's where we get our power. And so, you know, a lot of times women are shamed because they're simply because they're women. And there's something really powerful about reclaiming that energy for yourself. I love that. And then, yeah. And so we use the triangle. And what's really interesting is women who've joined us have really taken it a step further and added, you know, additional meaning to the ring. Um, for example, we've had women share with us that the direction that they wear the ring has meaning to them. So it, in a triangle, you have three points, the singular point that will face in when they want to protect their energy and they want to give their energy to themselves and then they'll face it out when they want to give their energy to oh, the world, which I thought was really that interesting. That is really interesting. Mine's yeah. down right now. So I guess I'm taking all my energy in. <laughs> yeah, but that's what we need. I and need it today. It's fun to have that, you know, flexibility in how you wear it. Mm -hmm. We have other women who have, who wear two at once. So, you know, one of our special stones that we do sometimes is a black spinel. So they'll wear the black ring and the white ring together to symbolize embracing all parts of themselves, the lightness and the dark, oh, I love which that. is really beautiful. Yeah. 
And so, you know, we had another woman order a custom ring with a pink sapphire because she was a breast cancer survivor and she wanted that pink to symbolize her journey as a cancer warrior. Mm -hmm. And so just seeing how women take the ring and make it their own and make it a source of constant, uh, like a constant symbol and reminder and source of power is extremely inspirational to me. Yeah, I love all those ideas. It is so interesting when you do something for yourself, like this maybe is a gift for yourself. Um, there is just feels so much more powerful. I don't know when I opened my box, I was like, yes, like it just yeah. felt really good to put on and do something for myself. Um, and, and just to know, have that reminder. Yeah. And think about this too. We are a very, very, very small company. And mm-hmm. so every ring, every order is packed with intention and love. Like we look at your name, we think about you when we put the ring in the box we really try to infuse it with so much intention and love. And, you know, I really think women feel that when they receive the packages. It's different than when you just order something on Amazon or from oh, a totally huge retailer. Is. The packaging in general, like the the box, actual box, the little notes you guys put in there. It says one of them says engagement ring is a commitment to another. And then our pinky ring is commitment to self. And then you kind of make your own little pinky promise to yes. yourself, which I mean, I'm going to keep these cards just as another reminder, too. Um, yeah. Something else I loved that I read on your website is the whole process of like how these are made. Everything involves supporting other women, doesn't it? Yes. We, you know, throughout the history of the company, all of the people we've employed have been women. And that energy, I think, really has permeated every aspect of the brand from the design of the brand identity to the vibe on social media. We create tons of original content that speaks directly to women because we are women and it's not a marketing firm just coming up with self-love slogans like I tend to write most of the content in real time so whatever I happen to be feeling I'll write something about it and the most profound thing is that I will invariably always get a message or a comment or a dm that says wow, I needed that today. And I feel like I'm tapped into this hive, this energy across all the women who joined us. And when someone needs something, I feel it. And um, that intuition that I have within myself and that other women have, like our intuition speaks to each other. And I think if we all listen to that a little bit more, our culture as a whole would be very different. Yeah. I think that's also can tap into like the trusting the universe to put you where you need to be and feel what you need to feel and know that your journey is an important one. Yes. I had no idea where this would lead me. You know, when I started this company, the first month or two, we we had maybe like one order a month or one order a week. And when one person believed in us enough, one writer to write about it, it was on Racked. And after that, we had 100 pieces of press around the world in a matter of two to three weeks. It's amazing. And so, you know, it's amazing because as a small company, you think I have to hire PR people. I have to do this. I have to do that. But if you have an authentic message and you share it, um, it will resonate. And I think that it's been really incredible seeing how people have responded because when we started, there was no self-love movement. No one was talking about Mm -hmm. self-love. And as soon as we started, there was this huge shift 
and a very necessary change. And now self-love and self-care are phrases that you hear almost every day and people are thinking about. So we're really proud to have been a part of that at the beginning. I think you make a great point when you say um, that we're never taught self-care. Like we spend all this time in school learning all of these things that we actually never apply in our adult lives. And there's no class on how to take care of yourself or love yourself or anything like that. I guess it's a parent's responsibility. I don't know. Where does that supposed to come from? Nobody thinks about it. No one talks about it. I mean, it's astounding to me because I have three kids now. Two of them are girls who are six and a half. And I see it starting to happen. I see them starting to worry about how they're perceived by others. Hmm. And so I constantly share this messaging with them and give them tools um, to practice self-care and self-love. But I don't think that's happening universally. And I know that had I been given that tool, it would have made my teenage years and my college and everything after a lot easier because I had to learn it the hard way. And then here we are in our thirties having to heal from everything that happened. Right. And my goal with this movement, this ring, this book, the way I talk to my kids, the messaging I put out to the universe is I think women as girls should feel whole. They should go into the world feeling like they don't need a partner to have worth They don't need to sacrifice themselves to have friendships and they don't need to change to conform with what society expects of them in order to be successful. And instead, the more they can spend time in their inner world, getting to know themselves and being confident about who that person is, the better able they'll be to make a positive impact on the world and be successful in their lives in the ways that really matter. Yeah. Because, you know, the way you and I talked about we reached every milestone and happiness wasn't waiting for us. Right. Um, And so the only guarantee you have is yourself. You're the only one who will be there throughout it all. So why not get to know that person and take care of her? Right. I think it was such, it's such an interesting thing for me. Like um, last year I had a really busy with busy year with work. And one of the consistent messages that I get from people is you're killing it. You're killing it. And I was so busy and so throwing myself into everyone else and everything else that I was like, really? Because I felt terrible inside, truly. Like, it's so interesting that you can look from the outside like you are just killing it and successful and all that stuff, but feel like shit, really. I mean. Well, Fred and Far has been a really interesting um, place to explore those feelings because yeah. it's a self-love company, right? Yeah. But in order for it to grow and succeed, I've compromised myself and my well-being many, many times. Mm-hmm. And you know, around we around the holidays, there was this one day where I was trying to do a promotion on the website and it wasn't working, and people were sending me angry emails. And I just went on Instagram stories and I was bawling, and I was like, hey. I'm one person. I'm trying to do my best. I'm sorry the free gift didn't add to cart the way it was (laughs) supposed to. You know, like I'm just doing my best. And, you know, I constantly have to remember that as much as I love this business and I love the women of this tribe, if I'm sacrificing myself and not taking care of myself in order for it to exist, I'm not living my truth and I'm not honoring the message that I'm sharing with the world. 
And um, in fact, it was funny, a few days ago, a friend of mine, who's a guy, messaged me and goes, hey, you want to go to a meditation class today? And my first thought was, I don't have time to meditate. Yeah. I have this <laughs> Who to do has time to meditate? To do, right? <laughs> but it was like January 3rd. I was like, okay, you know, it's the beginning of the year. Yeah. I should go. And after we went, he took me to coffee and he looked me in the eye and he said, I have to call you out on something. And I'm like, what is it? He's like, you're the head of a self-love movement, but you haven't been taking care of yourself lately. You need mm -hmm. to take care of yourself better. And I was like, wow, like yeah. he really, first of all, again, I'm going to cry because mm -hmm. I mean, how rare is it for someone to actually witness you in that way and have the love to take you to a class and then gently tell you after that they're worried about you. Yeah. Um, he did that for me. And it was like a reset because as an entrepreneur and do, you know, and anybody who's working, it's really easy to burn out for sure. because of all the things you think you have to do. Um, and I, what I hope is that through this movement, through the ring, through the book, through all that, you know, Fred and Far does to try to make self-love and self-care actionable, that we make it a little bit easier for women to remember themselves. How do you have boundaries? Because I know as a small business owner myself, it is, it's really hard because you don't always have the resources of other people helping. And so you're doing a lot of it. And then you also have three kids and a husband. So what are, how are you drawing the line somewhere to take care of yourself in the midst of all that? I think a lot of it has to do with having a very flexible relationship with the future. Okay. I've stopped requiring specific outcomes to happen in order to be happy. Mm. So as a business owner, like you may set, you know, key performance indicators like, okay, like we have to do this much in sales or we have to grow our email list by this much or our Instagram posts have to get this many likes or comments in right. order for us to be quote unquote successful. I've done away with all of that um, because what, what I have found is when I'm too specific about where I need to be in order to feel successful, I end up feeling like I'm drowning uh, because I just, I simply have too much on my plate in order to do that. I still set goals, but they're more fluid. Okay. And they also have a lot more to do with how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling good and productive and happy, and I feel like I'm making progress, then that's successful for me. I don't ever require perfection. It's all about the journey. Um, it's all about the progress. And then with regard to balancing my kids and work, and my relationship and myself, the more I can schedule things, the better. So I know, for example, that Mondays and Wednesdays, I have full work days. I know that Tuesdays and Thursdays, I pick up my kids from school so I could spend half a day with them. I know that on the weekends, I'm not going to work no matter what. Mm. Um, and and Fridays are my are my day where I have to get in a class. I need to take a long walk, like whatever it is that I can get in. Um, I do that on Fridays, and I'm lucky because I work for myself and I'm able to craft a flexible schedule. And I know that a lot of women don't have that flexibility, so that's a privilege I'm very aware of. But I think everyone does have, you know, they always say like you have the same number of hours in a day as Beyonce. Like we all have 24 right. hours. And instead of scrolling on Instagram for an hour, or watching Netflix for an hour, like what could you do for yourself that's actually going to make you feel good instead of numb? 
Yeah. Because we all spend a lot of time in our on our electronics. And what I have found is when I do things that don't involve electronics, that's when I'm recharging my battery. Like last night, I made cookie dough for my kids. And there's something about putting my hands in the dough and touching something that's so tactile and so real that was energizing for me. And I had forgotten what that felt like because it's been a while. I spend most of my time on the computer or on my cell phone. Mm -hmm. So I think having those tactile IRL, like in real life experiences, are a really powerful way to reconnect with yourself and reset your nervous system. Yeah, I think it was actually, I was about to quote something and then I was like, oh wait, I think it was in your book. (laughs) Um, But the thing about the repetitive movement, like gardening or what you're saying about the cookie dough I struggle with meditation and I've talked about this on the podcast a lot, but I'm I'm getting a little better. I can do up to 10 minutes now, which is huge for me, but I, my brain just wants to like go back to work or all Mm -hmm. the the to-do list. So doing something sometimes like, like an act like that is really helpful and a good way for me to kind of get back in touch with what am I feeling? What like, hi Kelly, (laughs) you know, instead of just like moving through the day. It's amazing. Gardening is something that I would always make fun of my parents for doing. Yeah. Like they spend their whole weekends gardening. And for the longest time, I would just look at them and be like, really? Like who (laughs) wants to weed? Like, what are you doing? Right. But um, uh, like last month, I did a whole weekend project where I redid our front lawn because it was looking horrible. And I spent two days with my hands in the dirt and it was electrifying it's is it's as though every cell in my body woke up that is crazy because I feel the same about gardening well I kill every plant that I have so (laughs) oh trust me (laughs) but at least they're giving me a little bit of life in the process right exactly (laughs) selfishly you know let's talk a little more about the book um I did start it yesterday and it's it's really it's a simple read which I love to like especially something at night or in the morning sometime um and you can pick up it's the ABCs of what is it called the ABCs of self-love right yes and so each letter has a specific word to focus on and then you have these little activities after or like little action things to do that I love Thank you. So like A is what? Authenticity and abandon. Yes. That's all about connecting with your true self and Mm -hmm. getting rid of the dust that we talked about. Um, B is boundaries. C is a a play on like the four C's. So anyone who wants to buy a diamond, you hear the four C's, the four C's. Right. So we have our own four C's, which are clarity, commitment, creation, and community. And it's all about kind of reflecting within and then building a world around you that nourishes um, what you feel you should be doing with your life, that Mm. clarity piece. Um, D is daily dream. Uh, This is something that was really powerful for me because I'm very practical. I live very much in the real world and I realized I wasn't spending any time dreaming. And so I set an alarm on my phone, a calendar alert with one of my best friends. And every day at five o'clock, we would have to spend 15 minutes dreaming and text each other our dreams. Love that. And having that like practical application, that doing piece where it's not just, okay, here's an idea, but actually having something you can do to execute on it, I think is 
where where real self-love lives yeah and it's why I wanted to write this book yeah. because for the past three years I've been exploring a lot of concepts and I thought how amazing would it be to have all of that live in one space and make it interactive so that women can pick a letter a day or a letter a week or whatever pace makes sense to them learn a little bit about the theme and then do something in the moment that that will help them connect with the idea and really make it part of the fabric of their being. Right. I feel like it's a lot of times the difficult part for people is like, okay, I do want to do some things for myself or get to know myself and they just don't know how. So this is actually a really good start to kind of have some activities and go through a couple practices to help through that process. And, you know, we're going through the books. We started yesterday. We're going through it on Instagram, a letter a day. And I think seeing other people engage in the activities is really, really powerful because you feel like you're not alone. Yeah. And I think a lot of women, even though we're surrounded by other people, we feel really lonely sometimes. And so knowing there's a place you can go where there are other women who share your values and who are also willing to be vulnerable um, and share themselves has been really powerful. I mean, you know, a few weeks ago, I found out that a member of our tribe was moving to Virginia Beach. And it was kind of an uncertain kind of move because she didn't know anyone there. And I said, you know what, let me see who from Fred and Far lives there and let me connect you. And I did. And they're going to get together now. That's cool. And so that's a positive way that if I was going to say that social media, you know, I feel like we have this false sense of connection a lot of times with people because of kind of the way our society works right now with Instagram and all of that stuff. But it's based on likes and just, I don't know, thinking, you know, someone's full story. But that's a really cool way to actually use the community and use it as a community and for real connection. Yeah. Um, You know, Instagram has its and all social media, it has its pros and its cons. Right. And I think the sooner you can let go of the idea that you are defined by your following or your engagement, the more free you will be to actually have an authentic experience that other people will connect with and want to be part of. Right. You know, it's hard because, you know, Fred and Far, all of our followers are real. And that is a very rare thing in today's social media landscape. And um, I also don't use any bots to go mm-hmm. like or follow other accounts. And so, you know, we don't really grow. We kind of stay in the same place because we lose people and we gain people. And for a while, that really bothered me because I thought, hey, if we're not growing, like, what does that mean yeah. about the company? But, you know, it doesn't matter. What matters is that the people that we do reach are being positively impacted. And that's really why I'm here. You know, self-love for me has been a lot about learning what my story is and what my goal is as a human being on this planet. And it's really to empower other people, men, women, children, whoever it may be, by giving them the power to see themselves and find power and strength in who they are. And as long as I feel like I'm doing that, whether we have 24,000 followers or 50, yeah, um, I know that that I'm making an impact. And so, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure that's imposed on people um, if you have an Instagram account, even if it's a personal account and you only have 200 followers, you still want to feel like 
people are liking you and commenting and that you're doing a good job. And I think that's an unnecessary layer of stress, given that there's so much real stuff to be stressed out about right now. Right. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And I think there's positives and negatives. It's hard when you make a business out of it. Like I find myself having to really set some boundaries with it because it really fuels my blog business now. And it can get very, I can get very disconnected from myself and just living in that world. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Um, so speaking of the stuff that you guys are doing on Instagram, you do have a lot of self-care resources or self-love resources on your website and then on Instagram. And I'm going to put a blog together just to, to let people know where to find your book. Is it out yet? Yes. Okay. It's available on Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Um, if you search for Melody Godfred, it'll come right up. It's the ABCs of self-love. Um, it's also available on our website at friendofar.com. And I'll link to that on velvetsedge.com too. And obviously, if you guys wanted to check out the rings, which I highly suggest, even, I mean, if it's just, if it's a gift for you, if you and your bestie want to go in on it, Valentine's Day is coming up. That would be a really great gift for you. Um, But those are available on fredandfar.com. And like you said, there's a couple different options of the kinds you can get, correct? Yeah, right now, I think we have the originals up and then we are able to do custom orders with different stones and we'll be uh, launching a new stone, fingers crossed, in the next week or so. So people should stay tuned. It'll be a new stone we're offering for the first time. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Just to to say, I really appreciate your platform and that you're providing resources and taking the time to shed light on us. So thank you so much, Kelly. No, thank you. I was just about to thank you for doing this. For me, it's it's January and it's Velvet's Edge. I'm kind of putting some focus on self-love. I just try to do what I'm going through as, you know, what I talk about on the blog and stuff. And um, after Christmas and the holidays, man, I was just like, I got to take a step back from all this. Like, you need to buy this. You need to get all this. Like, uh, although I just said, go buy the ring. <laughs> but, no, but you know, it's so funny. I struggle with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like selling. Selling feels I know, so it's hard. awful to me. It is. And if you look at our social, like there are barely any pictures of the ring because I don't like pushing it. Um, I think it finds women when they need it and they buy it when they're ready. I agree. And so I don't need to sell it. But if there's one closing thought I could offer to your listeners, it's that it's January. You're going to be bombarded with a lot of new year, new you. And you're going to feel all this pressure to go on a diet or change, make a drastic change in your lifestyle. And the truth of the matter is your mantra in this year should be new year, true you forget about a new version. Just be yourself Yes, and devote time to figuring out who that is. Yes. New year, true you. I might have to adopt that. Please do. (laughs) Mine was go big or go home, (laughs) but maybe I'll try both. (laughs) Yes. Well, I think going big, there's no bigger thing than you can be than your authentic self. Hey, that, see, that works together. Yes. Yes, it does. It is so true. Melody, thank you so much for doing this with me. It was so good to actually get to talk to you. My pleasure. And you guys check out everything we talked about on velvetsedge.com. I'll have that up as soon as this podcast comes out. Thanks for listening. Thank you.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.